earth was formless and empty, darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him, because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him, because he lives with you now, and later will be in you. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. All right, good morning, everybody. I'm Pastor Bob, senior pastor here at Christ Church. It is great to be with you this morning. And I want you to know from the get-go, I am absolutely excited about what the Holy Spirit is going to do in your life over the next four weeks. Because uh, we're going to take four weeks, and I was going to do more than that in just four weeks. But uh, we're going to take four weeks and just really concentrate on trying to understand and grow our relationship uh, with the Holy Spirit. It's under that theme called the Ghost, right? You may know it as the, the Holy Ghost, right? You've heard that before, right? The Holy Ghost, there you go, right? Well, we're going we're gonna to spend time diving into Scripture and hopefully, even more than that, really diving into a relationship uh, with uh, the Holy Spirit. And it's really important for us to do that because when you get into Scripture, the Holy Spirit shows up right away. Right? He shows up right away. If you look at uh, Genesis 1, it's in the second verse. That would be the second verse of the entire Bible. Right? So you got first verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You got second verse. And who's in the second verse? The Holy Spirit shows up. Right? The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. The Hebrew word for spirit there is the word ruach. It means wind, breath, violent exhale, a blast of breath. In the Greek, it's translated the word pneuma. It means a current of air, a blast of breath, strong breeze. It means spirit. And the Holy Spirit shows up in the Scripture, as referred to in the Scripture, at least 800 times. Sounds like a good thing for us to spend time on, right? I hope you're saying yes, absolutely. Uh, so what we're going to do is try to just grow in understanding what it means for us to walk with and even more for the Holy Spirit to walk with us over these next four weeks and hopefully walk with you beyond, right? First, let's start by understanding uh, the nature of the, of the Holy Spirit, right? First of all, uh, the Holy Spirit is an expression of one intimate God, right? It's that one intimate God. And here's a verse out of 2 Corinthians 13. There's other verses. This is just one example where we see the three and yet one nature of God. The three expressions and yet the one nature of God, right? We see him say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that would be the Son, right? Uh, the love of God, that would be the Father. You're saying it, right? And the fellowship of the 
Holy Spirit, three, okay, three, and yet all three are co-equal expressions of the one God. Now, when we talk about this, we talk about Trinity, right? Three uh, being one expression of the same unity of the intimate God, right? And uh, we look at that, and that gets real confusing, right? A lot of times we look at it, and we kind of do this thing and go, okay, wait a minute, one, one, one. We put a plus sign there. We try to do simple math, and if you do simple math, one plus one plus one equals Right, doesn't equate for us, right? I wanna, I wanna suggest this morning, as we get into the Holy Spirit, that you start thinking about that equation in a whole different way. You ready? What if we put the numbers this way? And instead of putting a plus sign, we put in a multiplier. What's the answer? One times one times one is one God multiplied in three expressions. Now, here's just a quick tip about the character of God. God loves multiplication. He's not so much into addition. He loves multiplication. Right? God is a multiplier. He wants to multiply the joy that's going on in your life. Right? He wants to multiply His presence in your life. He wants to multiply the influence that He has in your life. He wants to multiply the number of people that you're influencing for Christ. Right? He wants, if you're in a small group, He wants to multiply your small group. You see, the character of God is not simple addition. He won't settle for the small stuff. He wants to multiply. It is the character of God. And he wants to multiply his influence and his presence and his power in your life. So he is Father, he is Son, and he is Holy Spirit, right? One God expressing himself, influencing us in those three distinct ways. Paul says God works in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. Three distinct expressions of God, and yet the one God who wants to multiply His influence and presence uh, in, a, in our lives. You get that? Okay. Uh, so when it comes to the Holy Spirit, then, uh, it is for us, then, to see and to know this person of the Holy Spirit. This is an important distinction as we start understanding Uh, the Holy Spirit, right? If you look at John 14, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he starts doing some teaching about the Holy Spirit. And notice as he teaches about the Holy Spirit, how he refers to the Holy Spirit. He says, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world can't receive him, right? What is he doing? He's referring to the Holy Spirit all the way through as a person, a person. Try this one if you're married. What would it be like for your relationship, wives, if you started calling your husband it? Or husbands calling your wife it? Not so good? Yeah, not so good, right. Why? Well, because you're not connecting as a person in relationship with each other. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, that's our starting place, is to understand this is that, that expression of God, but it is a person. Now, for some of you, that was like, wow, never thought of that before. Yeah, 
Start thinking about what does it mean in your life if you're already a Christ follower to start walking with the Holy Spirit and start talking with the Holy Spirit, start knowing the Holy Spirit as a person who is in your life. It takes on a whole new dimension, doesn't it? As we start walking with the Holy Spirit, talking with the Holy Spirit, engaging with the Holy Spirit, praying with the Holy Spirit, right? That we start having this ongoing relationship with a person and not just an object of an expression of God, but a real, active, present person. Holy Spirit is an expression of God, but the Holy Spirit is a person, a person, relate to him as a person. Now, one of the struggles for us is we, we think about this, especially if you happen to be like me, uh, Lutheran in background, we get to this subject of the Holy Spirit and we get nervous, right? Because some of us out there just don't really know a lot about the Holy Spirit. And I wonder if you're feeling that this morning as we start this journey. You're in good company. If you go to Acts 19, the Apostle Paul was doing his ministry and he ran into some folks uh, and he was talking with them and uh, he asked them in the middle there, he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? So these are believers who are walking with Jesus, but they say, no, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. We don't even know there is a Holy Spirit. For some of us, as we start this journey, it may feel that way, right? We don't spend a lot of time. Maybe you haven't spent a lot of time engaged with understanding the Holy Spirit, right? We're great, especially Lutherans. We're great when it comes to talking about God the Father, right? And we are in our wheelhouse when we start talking about Jesus, right? That's really good. But we get to this Holy Spirit kind of talk and it gets like, whoa, what is that all about? Well, I want to encourage you, come every week over the next four weeks. Because if you do, and you get to know the Holy Spirit as a person, things are going to change in your life. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Now, the Holy Spirit works in our lives. The Holy Spirit is a person who actively engages in our lives. And for some of us, as we start this, it may be uncomfortable, and we even want to resist a little bit. Uh, We're also not in new company there. You go to Acts 7. This is Stephen, uh, just before he's stoned, before he becomes the first martyr for the church. Stephen looks at the the Pharisees who are about to stone him, and he says, You stubborn people, uh, you're heathen at heart and deaf to the truth. Must you ever, forever do what? Resist. Resist the Holy Spirit. Why would you resist the Holy Spirit? I mean, why would you think about resisting the Holy Spirit? Well, because the Holy Spirit is going to engage you and challenge you to change. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit gets involved in our lives, and the Holy Spirit's work is to grow us every single day more and more to look like Jesus. And i got to warn you, if you get serious in these next four weeks about this person, the Holy Spirit, you need to know the Holy Spirit is going to work in your life, and things will change. They will change. The best part is they will change for your good, right? Here's an amazing truth out of John 14 where Jesus was doing that, that teaching about the Holy Spirit. Uh, he's talking to the disciples. He's telling them, look, I'm, I'm going to go away, right? And they're 
well, you know, nervous about that. What do you mean you're going to go away? What are we going to do without Jesus? And he says, but in fact, now is that a powerful word? Fact? In fact. Count on this. In fact. But in fact, it is what? Best. What? It is best for you. It's best for you if I, Jesus, go away. Because if I don't go away, the advocate can't come, won't come. But if I do go away, then I'm going to send him to you. Think that one through. It is best for you to know and be in relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus even says, it's better than having me hang out with you in the flesh by your side. What? I mean, how cool would it be to have Jesus just kind of here in the flesh hanging out with us? Uh, let's see. Jesus, I'm feeling this little appendix pain here. Could you kind of take care of that? Boom. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> right? I mean, that'd be kind of cool to have Jesus uh, kind of forgot my lunch money today. And uh, all I got is this loaf of bread. Could you kind of help me out a little bit? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? And yet he says what? As cool as that would be, as awesome as it would be, as fantastic as it would be, it is better, it is best for you if he goes away and you get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. How important is it for you to take these next four weeks serious and get to know the person of the Holy Spirit? Even though you may not know a lot about him right now, even though you may be a little resistant, not sure about the whole thing, Jesus says what? It is best for you if you take the risk and you get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. John 14, Jesus is still talking. He says, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the Father. That's what the, what the what Jesus does. And he says, the Father, well, the Father, he's going to give you another advocate. That's what the Father does, right? Jesus asks, the Father gives. But look what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit, the advocate, who will never do what? Never leave you. He's never going to leave you. That's what he's going to do. He's going to absolutely commit to your life, that when you receive Jesus, when you say Jesus is Lord, the Holy Spirit is there and He absolutely commits to your life. And He will never leave you. That means He will never leave you. Whatever you face, whatever you go through, whatever the circumstance is, whatever the challenge is, whatever the joy is, whatever it is, mountaintop or valley, wherever you are, He says what? I will never leave you. I'm not going to avoid anything. Never going to leave you. And then notice what he says he's going to do. In all of those circumstances of life, he is absolutely prepared to do what? To lead you into all truth. Who wants to sign up for all truth? Good thing, hey? Wow. It is best for you because when you get to know and walk in relationship with this person of the Holy Spirit, you have a constant companion who will never leave you and he will lead you. He will lead you when you don't know the direction yourself. If you look at John 14, he's going to ask, the Father's going to give, 
And the Holy Spirit's going to commit to your life. Now, the world can't understand that, right? The world doesn't get that, right? So you look at our our, uh, illustration over here, right? This is Michelangelo's perfect guy, right? It's the, the perfect, the perfect specimen of a human being, right? That's what he did in this thing. It's a virtual man, I think it's called. Michelangelo's perfect guy. The trouble is, you know what? We can never be everything God wants us to be if we don't connect with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's that circle around it, by the way. You just can't do it if you don't connect because He's the only one that can lead us and lead us specifically into ultimate all truth. can't be done. We can't be what God wants us to be if we don't engage with this person, the Spirit. So He's going to ask. Father's going to give. The Spirit's going to come and commit to our lives. And notice the name that Jesus uses to describe the Spirit. He says He's going to give you the Advocate, right? Now, notice there's a footnote there, little e. Always pay attention to footnotes in the Bible. Advocate, little footnote. Notice the footnote. Comforter, encourager, counselor. He says he's going to send you an advocate, a comforter, an encourager, and a counselor. You can't describe what the Holy Spirit is ready to do in your life in one word. He's going to send you an advocate, comforter, encourager, counselor. Is there anything on the list you couldn't use? How about you? I can use every one of those in my life. Right? I need somebody to go advocate, be out in front of me, make the case for me, right? I need somebody who's there to comfort me and strengthen me when I'm down. I need somebody to encourage me and lift me up and keep me moving forward. And I need somebody who will listen to me and also give me guidance and direction. I need a counselor. That's the Holy Spirit. And it says in the Greek, the Greek word is the word paraclete. Great word. If you slice it in half, it's para and it's clete. Okay? Para means alongside, right? So you think of a term that uses the word para. How about uh, paralegal? What's a paralegal? Somebody who comes alongside the attorney, right? Uh, Or you think of parachurch. What's a parachurch organization? Well, somebody that comes, an organization comes alongside the church. Paraclete, the Spirit, comes alongside in our lives. It comes alongside all the situations and experiences of our lives. Let's look at some. You ready? What does the Spirit do? The Spirit comes alongside of us and it helps us discover God's will and God's desire. You know, I have a lot of people over the years who come to me and say, you know, Pastor, I'm just trying to figure out God's will, right? I I just want to know what God wants. I just want to know what God's will is in my life. Any of you in the room want to know what God's will is? Okay, look what it says. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's what? Own spirit. And we have received what? God's spirit. Not the world's spirit. We've received God's spirit so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. If you want to know God's will, who do you need to talk to? God's Spirit. That would be the Holy Spirit. You need to know this person. You need to connect with this person. If you want guidance and understanding what God wants in your life, what the Father wants in your life, you've got to get connected with that, rely on 
the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you as you're in the Word, right? It's not about what you feel. It's about what the Holy Spirit can help you know as He reveals that to you in the Word. The Holy Spirit comes alongside of us to help us understand, get God's will for our lives. The Holy Spirit comes alongside of us and is willing to be in all the circumstances. Remember, everything in our life, even the most difficult places uh, in our life. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Been in that position? Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray even, huh? But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groans that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. What did he just tell you? You can have a person. You have a person if you're a Christ follower. You have a person who's willing to go before the Father and plead for His perfect will in your life. In those times when you can't even come up with the words, when you can't even say it, you have an advocate who's already pleading for you with the Father. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit, this person, does. This Holy Spirit comes alongside of us. He leads us in that truth. He pleads for us. The Holy Spirit's also going to come alongside of us, and He's going to point out our brokenness. He's going to expose our faults and our failures, right? He's going to point out our sin. Look at verse 8 in John 16. It says, And when He, the Holy Spirit, comes, He will convict the world of its sin. Yeah, He does that. He, he's going to point that out, right? He's going to show us our brokenness and our faults. He's going to expose all of our failures. But don't miss the end. Don't miss the end, right? Yes, He's going to do that and, and... He's going to show us God's righteousness. What's it mean? Sure, He is going to convict us of our brokenness. He's going to convict us of our sin. He's going to show us our faults and our failures. But and, He is ready to lead us to understand forgiveness and get our lives in the right place with God. He's ready to lead us in understanding everything that Jesus won for us on the cross and move our lives into a better place. He will show you your brokenness. But He will also show you grace, love, and forgiveness. Don't forget the and. Some of you right now are struggling with some things. You may be uh, dealing with some kind of you know, addiction going on in your life or something that you just know is not God's desire. You just know it, right? And, and the Holy Spirit is going to convict you of that. But the Holy Spirit also is that person that can empower you and push you through that to get to that place where God wants you to be. That's what the Spirit does. The Holy Spirit is that person that can advocate for us and counsel us and empower us and move us to that better place, God's place, where God wants us in His life. The Holy Spirit comes alongside to point out our sin, but to push us to a better place. How? Why? Because the Holy Spirit also comes alongside of us and reminds us of Jesus. This is awesome. The Holy Spirit comes alongside of us 
And the Holy Spirit is going to remind us over and over again of everything Jesus did and everything Jesus said. It's in John 14. This is why it's better if he goes. When the Father sends the Advocate, my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. I don't know about you, but I need to be reminded. I need to be reminded how much God loves me. And I see that when I remember Jesus. I need to be reminded how much God forgives me. And I see that every time I look at Jesus. I need to be reminded of the promises that Jesus spoke over my life. When I'm in that time of deep sorrow or disappointment, I need to remember that Jesus said, no one can snatch me out of the Father's hand. When I'm in that time of temptation and difficulty and it seems so tempting, I need to be reminded that Jesus says the gates of hell are not going to survive over and against his power in my life. When I'm in that time, when I'm not sure what the future holds, I'm not sure how I move ahead into a future, I need to remember that Jesus went to a tomb and he was absolutely dead. And three days later, he walked out absolutely alive. And he says, because I live, you will live also. Do you need to remember that? I need to remember that. I need to remember that there is nothing beyond the power of Jesus in my life. The person of the Holy Spirit comes alongside me, will never leave me, and always, always, always points me to this person, Jesus, his words, and everything he's done for me. So here's your assignment for the week. Here's what I want to encourage you. We start the series now so we get deeper into it next week and the week after and the week after, right? I I just want you to start in this simple place, okay? For this week. Right? Make this commitment to yourself this morning. Make this commitment in your faith, right, this morning. For this week, just make it your everyday activity, repeatedly throughout the day, to just look for and come to know the Holy Spirit as a person. Just have a conversation with the Holy Spirit every day. Because he's already committed, he's never going to leave you, right? If you receive Jesus, he's already committed, he's never going to leave you, right? He's already coming alongside of you as you walk through everything you walk through. So just make a commitment for this week, right? For this week, you're going to just get to know this person. Just have a conversation. And when you pray, pray to the Holy Spirit. Have a conversation with God the Holy Spirit. In your prayers, make a commitment this week that you'll simply get to know another person in your life. You good for that? Let's pray over that. Father, thanks. Thanks for the person of the Holy Spirit. It is uh, an awesome truth that you love us that much, that you want to be in everything in our life. And so you uh, make that commitment to us in the person of the Spirit, that you're going to personally be there. You're going to personally show up in every experience that we go through. There's nothing we're going to face alone. And Lord, we thank you that the Spirit is alongside of us to do its work, to lead us into all truth. And Father, we know the Spirit can empower us over our brokenness. 
It can remind us of everything Jesus said and everything he did. So this week, we're going to pray specifically that it would be a powerful week of getting to know a new person. Just being in that conversation. So reveal to us. Show us. Show us clearly that person in our life. We pray all of it through the powerful, incredible name of Jesus. Amen.